Hello, Internet. This is In30, the tech podcast that takes roughly 30 minutes a week to do. Heim, you wanted to, des- to describe the change in format, so we're going to begin with that right away as I compose uh, the, the, the nature of what this show is going to be. Well, just, uh, Justin, Paul, Tom, and I were all talking through different messaging platforms, whatever, and we decided to... Instead of bringing you a weekly show, two shows a week, where we're talking about whatever we can scrape from the bottom of the barrel, we decided that quality over quantity. So instead of having blank shows where we're just sitting there reading the news story to you, if we don't have anything, we're not going to record. And just, we rather save your time, save your save everything and i feel like that's going to be better than just putting out a show every week so we figure we will do in 30 on one week and insecurity on the other week and if we have it and we can do two shows a week then more power to us if not we're going to go every other week but we promise to bring you better quality audio and better quality content only better quality audio that's that's as far as the promise extends so that that we can do the rest of it is is kind of an, an, an impossibility that being said, okay, so I'll, I'll, let's, let's do these introductions. I'm Justin Freed of JustinFreed.com, which you can see in my lower third if you're watching the Google Hangouts. You just heard from Heim Cohen of HeimTime.com, and there is Paul N. Shapiro of SearchWilderness.com. He's in Boston, so wish him luck with the snow. Hi, Paul. Hi, everyone. So we're going to be talking about something that is not directly related to uh, technology, but is certainly indirectly related to technology, the world of television um, and the shakeup that, that the media has been all over this week with Brian Williams. Um, and, you know, they, they've similarly been interested in the, the, the announced eventual departure uh, of Jon Stewart from The Daily Show. So as a juxtaposition between the two dudes, one is, kind of, I don't think Brian Williams will be back, but they're, they're leaving on very different terms. But it's, it's, it's an interesting way to look at how the consumption of news has changed over the years and which platform is most important. So, so Haim, you, you seemed into this topic. Where do you stand? Well, look, can I ask the two of you the first question? Which is bigger news, Brian Williams leaving or uh, forgetful memory or misremembering or Jon Stewart leaving? Well, I mean, I think the answer is very easy. The, the, John Stewart has created a, a legacy. Um, he could have left two years ago, and his legacy would have been really important. Um, I think he's doing it at a great time. It had to happen sometime. He's, he's not going to Jay Leno us and, and you know, um, overdo it. It's just, it, it had to happen, so it's happening now. Um, the more important thing is that Brian Williams is a screw-up. And I, I think that... When you piece together all of the exaggerations, it's it's more than a pattern. It's like a, it's it is a pathological problem of his, um, and he looks like an asshole. And NBC News similarly does. And I'm surprised, frankly, that the counter networks like Fox have not been harder on them. But I I think they haven't been only because they're scared that if someone really looked into what they had said, uh, you know. The entire during their entire career, they'd be in the same position. Well, you didn't answer the question. Brian Williams is bigger news now. Okay, Paul? I I would agree with that. Really? Because when was the last time that any of you watched nightly news? I watch it when Jimmy Jimmy Fallon, rather, does that thing where he mashes up all of the syllables to make Brian Williams, like, sing a song, you know, like he did with... So you haven't watched it, you haven't watched it directly in six months? Uh, no, far longer. Okay. I watch nightly news more often than I watch Jon Stewart. Really? Yeah. 
so you're getting back from work. First of all, 6.30 to me is a little bit early to be like completely done with work for the day. But you're getting home, Paul, and you're like flipping on regular broadcast television or cable TV, and you're, you're, you're tuning to Channel 4, whatever it is in Boston, single-digit uh, network, and watching Brian Williams? More often than I'm watching Jon Stewart. But how many times a week, for instance? Probably happens once a week. I, I, I no, I find it more like more interesting the fact that he does that with his TiVo that RCN gave him than doing anything else. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's not the only thing I'm doing. Okay, how many Daily Show clips do you watch throughout the week? On average, zero. Really? Okay. First of all, I'll say this: between Slate.com and Mother Jones and Mediaite and the Atlantic, they seem like 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 one third of what they do is just post clips of what Stewart has already said. Now you said so much left wing nonsense in that following five sentences. You have to redeem yourself with some O'Reilly. Uh, okay, I are you I, in the no for, spin zone at least? Yeah, I, I will say this, and I think I said it on in thirty before. Whenever I watch broadcast news, it's always Fox because. It, and, it go, and I think I've said this before. It goes back to that that, that famous like scene in uh, Howard Stern's Private Parts, where the guy that doesn't like him at WNBC um, is getting the, the reports on his listener his listeners, and they say that people who like Stern listen for an hour, and people who hate him listen for two hours. And when I listen to Fox, it's it's it is it is just to get that like visceral. Oh, I can't believe you're saying that. Uh, reaction. I like that. I, you know, I don't want. Well, according to Fox News or the right wing commentary, the reason John Stewart is leaving is because his ratings are taking such a hit that uh, that it's better for him to go on top. Oh, okay. So just make and, sure you uh, throw that so in there. Are you, are you are you trying to say that the right wing media has been harder on John Stewart than on Brian Williams? Well, the problem, I, I don't know. I think, I think you're, you're right in both senses that Brian Williams, they don't want to go after Brian Williams because didn't Fox News a week ago uh, have some gaffe that they had to apologize for? Uh, I mean, um, I mean, yes, I, I think I, 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 I remember what you're talking about. That they, the, it was the, with what? the uh, Paris uh, market shooting. So, I mean, they, I think you're right. I think that no one really wants to go after him because it was a self-inflicted suspension. It was this. It wasn't on the news. It was in a town hall at some college campus. So it wasn't like he was reporting. Yeah, he was it just... was a repeated retelling of a story that, like, it didn't make him look like a hero, per se, because that's what it's an easy thing to say that it made him He didn't fight off insurgents in Iraq. He didn't say that he rescued people from the helicopter. He just increased his proximity to a, a death-defying event. Um, and he did the same thing, though, while he was reporting, apparently, in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. He said he saw a body float by. Now, that's a point of fact, whether or not that happened. And that goes into the public mind. And it also goes on the record. So if you say that you're in the French Quarter and you see a body float by... You're reporting effectively that there's enough water in the French Quarter for that to happen, that there were enough dead bodies for that to happen, and apparently neither of those things were true. So he's if he if this were a Wikipedia article, we would hope that someone would go in and uh, edit that part out. Well, right? yeah. So again, uh, I mean, look, I we'll get Paul in here on whether or not he cares about. I mean, Paul, if you heard all this stuff from Brian Williams. Um, and apparently there literally is a puppy story that he, he, he said he saved a puppy at one point. But when you hear all this stuff, I mean, the, does it affect his ability to convey the news to you? I mean, uh, how do you feel? Because you've watched him more than Heimer or, or uh, I have. 
you know, I, I don't think very highly of television news in general. So in, in that <laughs> respect, um, it, it, it doesn't, I, I don't care that much. It's, it's like, the bar I, is so low that it, he can, like, it, he's good enough. Right. Like, at least I know that there's something happening in New Orleans. At least I know there's something happening <laughs> well, hold in on. Look, I, look, he I, did I, go. He did go. We can't take that away. Look, I got it. Hit. I mean, you have Don Lemon driving around in the, was it the Blizzard Mobile? Yes. After after hours and this and that and yeah, endangering people's lives to like on CNN and everything else. But again, it's it's okay. So where do we go from here? Nightly news. But, wait, let's let's go back, Paul. When you you don't have a high regard for television news, isn't the nightly news five or six or seven minutes <coughs> of of hard news or maybe even less than that, and then a lot of like fluff. And then, like a lot of like lead-ins to to to, to, to tease interviews that they're going to do, uh, you know, at another time. <coughs> yeah, but I mean, what is hard news nowadays, anyway? Well, it it it, it is focusing on a more in-depth level on what's going on in Ukraine, rather than just like giving us a tally of bodies or they love images of rockets being fired. You know, it, it it's, it's it's doing some type of analysis. Sure, but then you get where things are mixed in with, like, the latest, like, you know, whatever, whoever's on trial and, like, other crap I don't, I don't really care about. It's, See, it's, here's it's, the sad part. ESPN does more hard-hitting news than the, than the nightly news. And, yes, it's, I mean, they go more in-depth on their sports stories. But, on, okay, on t- on, but the top, the, the range of topics is much more narrow and inherently less important. I mean, well, I got, no, I got that, I got that, but I'm saying, I feel, I feel smarter after watching ESPN and whatever I'm listening to, Bob Lee talking about the immigration problem with Cuban athletes coming to play baseball. Okay, than, and that's an interesting angle on a huge geopolitical issue, um, but the point, you're, what you're getting at is that, that it's, the 30 minutes is not enough for Brian Williams. John Stewart and his team of I always say like 500 writers put it very well that finally someone was taken to task uh, by the media by like the public at large for lying about the Iraq war and of course it was Brian Williams it wasn't Dick Cheney it it wasn't Condoleezza Rice it was not former president George Bush the guy that got hit for lying about the Iraq war is Brian Williams I mean that sums up the hypocrisy overall um so when you look at Stewart, he's the guy that gets to give that insight, um, and, and he's announcing that he's stepping down. Is there a sliver of a chance that that he's going to show up uh, on NBC? Who's Comedy Central owned by? No, it's a Viacom. It's a Viacom company. Well, I got that. Who is Viacom? Just Viacom. Viacom is is the is the parent company. Yeah. I look. I would love that. Viacom CBS, right? Who, who is, is the is the broadcast network that Viacom owns? I, I don't. I can't say. Well, the, 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 the issue is. Look, I think. John, look, my my thing yesterday to somebody is John Stewart did the the documentary last year, and I think he got hit with the documentary oh. bug. He wants to do something more with than than doing what he's doing now. And was it was it a full out documentary? I thought, I, I have not seen it. What is it called? It's a Red Clover. What is it? What is it? Called? I, I cannot remember for the life of me. And. Uh, but and, it's, it's about the uh, uh, the reporter in Iran who was 
targeted by the government, right? Yeah, and then he was free, and then everything. Yeah, but it was hard-hitting. It was an actual news story, and they think that he wants to do that. Look, I don't know. Maybe he's 55, or he's in his early 50s. He's been doing it for 17 years, and he said, you know what, I have enough money. I'm just going to really just spend time with my family, and they're going to wheel me out when they want a hard and fitting (laughs) interview. They're going to Barbara Walters him, or he's going to Barbara Walters himself. He, I mean... Talk about credibility, right? So let's just say before Brian Williams was forced to step down, and I, I don't know if he'll be back. No, I guess maybe someone in NBC does. But Paul, for do you think that his that Brian Williams' credibility was comparable to Stewart's before this all went down, higher, or lower, or, or what? I'm. I, it was probably about comparable. I feel like you're you're probably would have gotten better quality news listening to John Stewart, to be perfectly honest. But in, in terms of like raw cred- credibility, it was probably about the same. When, when you, when you, let me put it this way. Do you think that the nightly news ever covered a story that was really important that The Daily Show missed? I bet you the opposite happens more. That, that's my like anecdotal no, no, I would, feeling. I, I think so too. I, that's why I said I, I think the probably the quality... Of, of like John Stewart is it, it, probably generally better. Well, let me ask you this: What about so? Let's take any one of the John Oliver segments, the the ten minute segments that he does about whatever it is. Are those who is he doing a great job on those? Is does he have credibility, or is he just reading what the writers wrote and people are saying that's very hard hitting? Well, so in both cases, with with Oliver and with Stewart. They're in the enviable position where they never have to do new reporting, right? They, they're they never the ones that are tasked with going to the scene. Um, on The Daily Show, it's they put people in front of a blue screen at the best, um, unless they're doing funny interviews out, uh, you know, uh, in the world. Um, so they always get to be, they can start off by being above the news coverage because everyone else has done that kind of like first level stuff. Um, that being said... The Nightly News is st- and, and similar programs are still responsible for doing um, analysis on top of that. But I think that when you... The Nightly News has to compete for, like, the entertainment. Um, people's, like, kind of, like, entertainment. Um, or it's like to be entertaining. They can't win against Oliver and Stewart. Because they both want to be entertaining. And the only way the Nightly News can be entertaining is by, sh- like, flashy graphics and more bombs and more feel-good stories... Stuart and Oliver don't have to be on the scene, so they can just they, they get to analyze it in a funny way and get the information across, and they don't have that burden uh, of you know when, being on the scene. When the nightly news, when it was sixty minutes, when it was twenty twenty, when it was the nightly news, it was what was uh, Walter Cronkite's show? It was on CBS. It was it was it was whatever. It well, was, all those know. when they weren't talking about something that's been harped to death, and they did something that was completely new. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I really did, and and I thought they were done really well, and then and and then I just stopped caring because some life came in the way, and I didn't care enough to. I don't understand what 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 are you saying that you enjoyed? Well, when they do the when they do the news, and they're just taking one aspect and expanding on it for thirty minutes. 
So that's not the nightly news, though. That's something more like 60 Minutes, right? Or a news magazine show, uh, news, or 2020. Okay. Well, or, even or, when, when Brian, when it wasn't wartime, basically, and it wasn't every every day with a new Iraq thing or an ISIS thing or a terroristic thing, and they went something, they, they found some sort of newsy type thing, it was generally well done. I don't know. We're, I mean... Maybe we are talking about two different things, but... I mean, like the 30-minute... Almost every day format, it, it requires a certain amount of uh, jumping around, right? I mean, well, anyway, we're halfway through, and, and the, the the tech aspect of the show tonight that I really wanted to talk about is okay. Uh, from what I hear, is nightly news is one of the, is not in the first place, but it's not doing well. It's uh, Brian Williams is gone. They have a chance now to revamp this for somebody like I guess Justin and I to watch. I was going to say Paul, but apparently Paul watches it. What would we do differently? How would you get this to? How would you get the news to this generation if you had this half an hour time slot? No, it. it I, I see it as putting themselves as a, a a counter to the CNN style of twenty seconds of coverage over and over and over again, repeated at like two or three or four or five minute intervals. I mean, that's what it seems like they do on CNN, right? I mean, it's the same story. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. so so it is longer term coverage. I mean, Paul, what what would you want to see? I mean, what would make you watch two days a week instead of one? I mean, do you? I, I think it's if if actually cared about what I was listening to. Like, if if all the news was actually important, and it, it was the quality was there. I just I just I get higher quality stuff like like when I drive home and I'm listening to NPR or. When I, I read the news on the internet. See, I think NPR is, they they uniformly kind of beat uh, the television news. And it's, it's something about listening to it and not having to do the graphics or the video alongside it that makes it feel better. Or, or maybe they just do a better job because they know they don't have that. They, they can't waste any time by showing you things. Well, so, they can, so if we took John audience too. If we took John Stewart's writers and said "Don't make jokes," uh, that would get people to watch. I don't think so. I think the answer is no. So it has to be common. What you know? What maybe a comedic valued show? Well, look, they could put they could they could put uh, Daily Show on a different network. But Paul, how many? I'm just interested. How many times have you gone to work and one of your colleagues has said, "Oh, did you see Brian Williams last night talk about blah blah blah"? That's, that's never happened. Right. I just. I mean, yeah. I think it's just. Oh, like, let me let me go with this one. How many of you heard about the news report that Samsung is spying on you? With the the, the television yeah. listening all the time. I mean, I, I can't say where I first saw. Did it, you see it on TV? Did you hear? Did you hear about it? Or did you read it? I think at Facebook news feed or something. Okay. Well, I it was on one news station, and apparently it was so sensationalized that everyone picked it up, and everyone was talking about it on Monday or Tuesday. Well, what, are you trying to defend Samsung here? You're no, saying no, 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 I'm just saying that, media that, that, I mean, what, that was this, what? That, whatever the news article was, it was so, it was, whether how it was written or it was produced or whatever it was, it got a lot of people talking, more and so is your than point, anything else. And is your point that That's the how these things work. What? That's how these things work. You know, so, I mean, one, one person gets it and then everyone, like, Oh, this is interesting. And they pick or it up. how, or the other one also this week is how your car idling in your driveway is a boon for car for car thieves. That was the other story I heard from <laughs> at least ten different people. 
in the last. And then you know what? Ever, it, it'll you'll hear these things again, like next like year, of months course. later. You're gonna hear the same you know, thing, of course. But Heim, what is your and point? Then, here? Like, you, and if you look at Reddit, you know, like like some ridiculous amount of things that end up on the front page of Reddit reappear on the front page of Reddit, like. Oh no, Drew, talk, Drew! I mean, when we have Drew on, I mean, he he very famously talks about how they're running out of the news and they're just rehashing stories. But I don't Talking know what Drew it, Curtis of Fark. I guess he has said something similar to that. Yeah. I mean, and, and my, but, my Ryan, your your point is that the nightly news or that like the demographic that the nightly news goes after and that other people go after is incentivized to sensationalize stuff. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, the other the other ones, the eleven o'clock news. But the nightly news, I think, was just trying. Here's our chance to be. To be relevant, relevant, and yeah, and the problem is, is that nobody watches the nightly news at the nightly news time except for Paul and whatever the other million and a half people. I, I other, once in a while have watched it. <laughs> Very see, Paul's embarrassed. It's, it's, it's like it's I'm like, not embarrassed. It's, just, it's, it's like it, people it, that that have a Microsoft Surface, but they don't want to say. Look, so look I watch and, CNN. It's just incorrect to say that I would. I, I watch it. I watch CNN from five to six o'clock every night, only because. I get home with the baby around five, and then until uh, my wife gets home, I need to do something, and I don't. An generally... hour of CNN is like three minutes of content. I got that. So I mean, I mean it... I've heard. I mean, I, I, yeah. So I mean, but that's that's just for. You're noise. better off putting on last night's Daily Show, and then is the Colbert Report? I guess is off the air now, and then putting those on in succession. I mean, not do that. Well, the, well, the, the problem is I, I got to watch it with my wife. I have to watch okay. it with my wife, so then I have to watch oh. it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so I have to find something, and I started with Homeland. I got through the first season, so it's just it's a laziness thing because I have to chase after the baby. So I'm pausing a million times with either ESPN or CNN. It's easy. It's just let it go. Right, <laughs> exactly. Because Walt Blitzer will repeat himself sixty times, and then and at the end of every situation, Cooper room, will repeat what he said. Yeah, at the end of the situation room, he goes, if, "Don't miss anything. DVR our show." Does he say that? Every, at the end of every, yeah, at the end of the broadcast, at, at 7 o'clock, he goes, DVR our show. And I'm like, let me let me make a, a, an aside here, because I, I think that um, the term breaking news is is, is really, really overused by uh, CNN, because it's, 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 it's seldom actually happening, happening as they're, they're saying it's happening, which is, to me, what breaking news means. Um, but just, like, have you guys noticed how often The Verge uses the word finally? Yeah, uh, in its headlines, I would just like to say that that is the the internet equivalent of I think breaking news. Like, they, every time Google does something kind of cool, they say, "Oh, finally, Google Translate uh, works for for anything in the real world." Really, finally? I, I don't know, okay. Well, again, we're, we're trying. We have we're wasting time here, but I'm trying to figure out what do we fill that slot with. That's what you want to know. Yeah, what, what, yeah. What you, it, it's going to be Lester Holt, the the. Maybe he's three quarters black. Maybe he's a hundred percent black. I don't know. But the the it's the black Brian Williams. I don't know what, what else you want me to say. No, it's, but that's, you have a chance to do something great, and we're gonna refill it with the status quo because that's what we decided is the right thing. Well, I I, I don't know if if it's a matter of not being able to compete for other demographics, so they want to stick with what they. So know Katie Couric is doing twenty second Snapchat videos. If you want. I mean, I don't know how well that's going to take off. I, I mean, don't know. I think I think Katie Kirk just sold her soul to the devil like ten or twelve years ago, and now that and so she's owed like this these network TV programs when she could probably 
you know, disappear and no one would really care. Well, I don't think she wants to disappear, but the idea is you have a half an hour to do something good, and if that's making a comedic show, I don't know if you're allowed... I guess you're allowed to do it. It's not... John Stewart doesn't... So everyone, everyone knows that we get our news much differently than we used to 10 years ago, 20 years ago, and of course longer than that. And the big difference is that there are a million ways to get it. Um, but... The, the the thing that's the same is that in order to synth, like you, you you want the source is important and even the person delivering it from that source is important so credibility still means something so the personality means something so it's 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 the, the human element of it still rises to the surface it's it's about finding the right person maybe getting Jer- James Earl Jones to read Twitter tw- to read tweets <laughs> I mean I mean they CNN perfected that and then someone said we don't want to do it but you know what that may not be a bad idea. Paul, is, is is it just me or Heim is referring to the fact that James Earl Jones says that this is CNN thing? Isn't that what he's getting at? Is no, I, was, I remember uh, there was a Sprint uh, commercial where him and the other guy were reading uh, two uh, teenage males tweets on a Friday night saying, what do you want to do? Uh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Uh, whatever. Uh, I, I see. So when we, t- to me, I don't watch The Daily Show uh, on Comedy Central hardly ever, but I've seen a good deal of clips. And, and Paul, I'm frankly surprised to hear that you, over the course of the week you, you watch zero clips. Hi, get in here. How, how often do you, do you find yourself clicking on Daily Show? Once? Well, we record... Well, we we I we watch the Daily Show. We DVR okay. and watch it the next day. So I think we see 85%. We don't watch the interview. We just watch the first 20, 20 minutes. Okay, so you watch, you watch the, the, the monologue and then the correspondent pieces. Yeah. And you get so you don't get the moment of Zen then. I don't, generally don't. But Paul, you're telling. Let me revisit this, Paul. You're saying that you don't see people sharing Stuart saying stuff, and you don't. No, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying on average, I'm not watching it at all. The average week, and it's I don't. It's 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 not a a media that I I personally enjoy all that much, and that's that's part of it. I, see, I think Stuart has risen to be the moral authority. And he's he's away from the fray, um, and because he doesn't have to do some of the hard stuff, he can he can do some of the really hard stuff, and he he he's really important. So I, I'm surprised, Paul, that you don't listen to him. Does that mean you, you you're a Colbert fan, you, or you just don't like the whole you don't like funny news? I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess I could do without the satire. Okay. Look, I, I saw the Larry. What is it, Larry Wilkins show, Wilmore show? You're talking about Steve Wilkos, the the guy that used to be on Jerry Springer's bodyguard. What are you talking? No, about? the 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 correspondent from John Stewart that, that took over for Colbert. Uh, okay, I don't even know. Who Black that News is. Tonight or oh, the Nightly Show. I don't even know what it's called. Okay, and fan. I am not a fan. It is it's trying too hard and it's failing. But maybe I have to give it six months and and he'll get into his groove. But whatever it was, I was not happy with it. Do now. I think that Cold. I think that Stewart could not have maintained his popularity as long as he has, if not for um, Comedy Central's embracing internet video and making it really accessible to a whole bunch of people that have. Lit- I think there are some people, especially people like in college. I mean, is there? Do they watch TV at all? I think it's all on ComedyCentral.com, CC.com, um, which is a pretty cool domain name. That's smart. That works. I don't. I don't know if. Uh, NBC gets it the way Comedy Central does, and their stuff is not as funny. But I mean that—that that is part of what has made Stewart resonate because everyone can see him all the time. If you wanted to see Brian Williams, I, I don't maybe know that, that maybe there's your answer. 
Maybe it's they should put the Brian Will the the nightly news segments online. Yeah, but no one no one would want to share it. Well, That's the thing, right? There's there's I mean, what would what would Williams have to do? If, if they're eight minutes, right? Each block is eight minutes. Yeah, but Paul's point. Paul, expand on your point. I mean, what is the shareability of, of the nightly news versus right, the daily right. share? There's 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 it's bland comparatively. There's no incentive to share it. But if they there's, did something that's that's more hard hitting, I mean, yeah, you're not going to share. Okay, uh, what happened? You're not going to be in a CNN position where you're rehashing the news. But if you can do a show in half an hour with three eight minute time blocks. Yeah, you're not going to get the shareability that Jon Stewart has, but I think any shareability would be better than none. I, I would like to get back to NPR for. I mean, we're very short on time now. Ninety seconds. But, uh, okay, so we'll have to, to 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 leave the NPR thing for for next week. But if we if we bottom line it, okay, let's let's make some predictions about where Brian Williams and Stewart will be in a year. Okay, I don't think that Brian Williams is coming back to the full anchor desk. Um, and I think that Stewart is going to stay off TV for a good long time, and I agree with you, Heim. He's going to be doing uh, feature-length stuff, and he's going to be doing he's going to he's going to get less funny over time until he gets to kind of come back as the grandpa uh, of funny news. No, I, look, I think look, I don't know where I think Brian Williams ends up back at NBC uh, in the back room somewhere, EP or whatever it is. But I think John Stewart takes some time off, does some documentaries. And then they, like they said, they hire him to do the hard hitting interviews. And he does like three or four every year. All right, Paul, this is the O'Reilly factor. It's the no spin zone. You get the last word. He's done. (laughs) Brian Williams is done. We're not going to see him for, for years. And when he comes back, if he comes back, no one's going to care. All right, and Stuart? Stuart's going to make uh, documentaries and movies or whatever. And it's going to be... He's gonna be well, is he going to make documentaries with Adam Sandler, or is he going to make hard-hitting documentaries? <laughs> is he going to be in Grown Up 6? You mean Big, you mean big Daddy 6, huh? No, Grown Up 6, uh, The Search for Grandkids. I mean... Okay, I don't even know what that is. He's going to have a, right. a series on Snapchat. Okay, well, that's time's up. All right, so this has been episode something of In30. Thank you for listening. Uh, You can share us uh, along with the, the, the latest snarky clip from The Daily Show. Thanks.